नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चारवक पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट कुशल मेहरा सो माय ओके सो आई थिंक आई फाइनली मैनेज्ड माय इंटरनेट एट होम सो आई एम बैक टू द ओल्ड लोकेशन नाउ this is a small baby step so if we have any hiccups today i i apologize in advance and if anybody is to be blamed you have always got sham to abuse uh, why yes, do you want course. to abuse me i I'm i am used a poor... to it. yeah so normally you know when we do the mma podcast it's only sham and i but then uh, uh, today we have a special guest with us uh, we have varun sanyal with us so varun welcome Thank you thank you thank you for having me Sham and Kushal it's great to be here All right so Varun first of all tell everybody a bit about yourself ki why the hell are you over here talking about MMA with a bunch of uh, gadhas <laughs> So my name is Varun Sanyal of course I'm based in London United Kingdom I'm an amateur fighter I've had about 8 bouts so far and I'm competing in the English scene and yeah it, this is my passion this is what I want to do In fact, you've got me at the right time because, like I was telling Kushal before we aired, I'm about to start my weight cut uh, and water loading process tomorrow. So, you know, I'm fighting next week. In fact, so yeah, it's great to be here. All right. So, okay, before we uh, talk about the pay-per-view, yeah, yeah, let's start. 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 Let's That's what's right. the what's the people often say you know the worst part about preparing preparing for a fight like when you watch those embedded videos that UFC puts out all the fighters always say worst part about the fighting process is not the actual training for the fight not even the actual fight it's the sort of weight cut process do you, do you feel that way or no I well okay so this would be my first big sort of weight cut I've done right a few kilos here and there so this is my first big weight cut of about 4 to 5 kilos um i would agree just because you know first of all having lower calories while still trying to maintain the intensity of your yeah. training is quite difficult so you know there'll be times where you know usually after a wrestling session let's say um you're not feeling sore the next day when you're on a caloric deficit all yeah. those lactic acid builds up your muscles are getting tight you just feel kind of uh I don't know you feel like a cardboard box if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, so I I would agree. I would agree with that statement. How hard do you have to like go during like how much do you practice or spar or whatever during the weight cut process? So, during the weight cut process, I think well, during fight camp I'm training six times a week, mm. twice a day, sometimes thrice. Um but yeah, during the weight cut process of course because I'll have to cut out all salts. um limit my carbon take to a wow. certain uh certain limit what does so, salt do i'm sorry sorry to cut you off but what what does salt do so salt is actually what retains the water oh so, right right okay um essentially so in fact when you do water load the initial phase is you're just downing liters and liters of water forcing yourself to flush it out of your system mm. get all the excess sodium out and then you don't consume any sodium for the next uh to the days leading up to the weigh in Mm. and yeah so that that basically so you don't retain any water and get right. it all out and that's that's really cool so when when uh, what day is your fighting in so it's on the 15th of july um, okay. i have shared the link so maybe later on you could share the link for yeah. the pay per view 
But yeah, so it's in the 15th of July, Crystal Palace. I'll put it up right now. I'll put up the link right now so that everybody can see. So first of all, uh, yeah, I'm actually super excited about your fight. I think I'm more excited than you are probably about your fight. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he's about to wait, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) The exciting time is gone. So here we go. This is it. Uh, It's in London on the 15th of July. Uh, You can go on fightstarchampionship.com. and you can check out the details. It has it is at the Crystal Palace National Sports Center in London. And your opponent is Ogorek versus Sanyal. It's a lightweight bout. Uh Varun, uh, for people who are not aware of what lightweight is, so what exactly it would be in kilos and pounds, if you can tell everybody about that too. Yeah, so in pounds it would be 155. So you know, Khabib's weight class, for example, Charles Oliver, that's that's mm. their weight class. Uh, in kilos, it's seventy point. If I'm not wrong, seventy point three. Okay. Yeah. So I was started my camp at seventy seven. Had to diet down to about seventy four, seventy five, and then the rest of that is just water. So what's your normal walking weight at? Yeah. So it's about seventy seven, seventy eight. Okay. In that um, in that ballpark. Right. And, you know, you said you've had eight bouts before as well. What, uh, how is the weight cutting process for you? Because it doesn't seem like seven or eight kilos is a lot, but I feel like when you watch those fighters trying to cut like the last pound or a pound and a half, like it, it they really struggle. Yeah, so I've not, luckily, I mean, I've not had to do many weight cuts uh, okay. so far. You know, it's again, like a kilo or two here and there. But I will say, even that kilo or two makes a huge yeah. difference. I mean, um, especially in the grappling exchanges, when you have someone even a kilo heavier than you just lying down on you, putting their weight yeah. on you, it saps the energy pretty fast, you know, and especially when the adrenaline's rushing, all of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say definitely makes a difference. How does that work? Because I've seen so many times, like you, you have, like, I'm sure you've seen that too. And Kushal has too. You know, you have fighters that, like, come to the weighing scale and they weigh, let's say, 185 or whatever, if they're fighting at that weight class, they weigh like 185. And then when they actually come in the next day for the fighting, they're almost at like 200 pounds, 202 pounds. Like, how do they go up in weight that quickly? Yeah, so a lot of it is, you know, after the weigh-in, you'll see immediately, especially on Embedded, if, if you follow. Yeah. People are drinking their electrolytes, they're drinking... The drinks they make typically have a lot of salts in them. That's what retains all of the water. And then what you end up doing afterwards is what they call carbo loading, which is, you don't, you just basically put all the carbohydrates you can. um, And again, that. Do do you watch the, have you ever seen The Office? I, it's one of those shows, which I haven't, I don't want to get from the show, but I haven't, unfortunately. Yeah, the, the, the Michael's the main character in that in that show there's a very famous scene of him doing like carbo loading where he like yeah. eats a whole like box of uh alfredo pasta right before he runs a marathon and yeah, like yeah no, throws up everywhere basically it's essentially the same so you're eating all the carbs you can just right. to get your energy levels back up and yeah and then again that retains the water so sometimes you'll see that you even may go you may go to a weight that's heavier than what you were mm. um, before the water cut. That's nice, man. Yeah, it's a yeah. complicated process. 
Yeah, also, I just want to tell everyone, if you want to watch the fight, then, and if you're in England, you can go to fightticket.co.uk and you can buy the pay-per-view there and you can watch Varun fight. So now let's get into, so unfortunately, last month, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sham and I could not cover the At least, at least Varun's frozen in like a nice pose. Generally, when we freeze, we freeze in like weird poses. Yeah, only. yeah. So, so, so I yeah. was wondering if it's, uh, if it's my internet or Varun's internet. So I'm glad to know that it is Varun's <laughs> it could internet. could be mine as well. It's probably know. mine. Yeah. It's probably mine. Yeah, so it's, uh, that's okay. I mean, he comes back in like three, four seconds. So it's yeah. all good. Yeah, it's all good. But so, so let's start. Sham, I mean, I, I think we did not talk about 270. Uh, uh, you know, we did not talk about 275. So just a passing reference to 275. Mm. Uh, I think uh, we can safely assume, both of you, that Teixeira versus Prohashka was probably one of the best fights or probably the best fight of the day. Yeah, one of the best light heavyweight Fantastic. I've ever seen. Yeah, Fantastic. I mean, back and forth all the way to the last 30 seconds. Incredible. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, one has to feel for uh, Glover, right? I think he was leading the fight right up till the mistake. And, and you know, so he's yeah, such a nice guy. He, yeah, he's <laughs> such a nice him. guy that he even openly admits in the end, you know, if you remember when he's getting interviewed, he says, man, I was too tired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're like 43 years old, man. <laughs> like, you know, you're going to get Yeah, not, not everyone's built like Yoel Romero, you know. Yeah, Joel Romero is like a 44, 45 year old, just freak of nature. <laughs> that guy can go for like 15 rounds, no problem. I, yeah, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Joel Romero go into his 60s and just kill him. Yeah, just still fighting in some championship somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he I was definitely made in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that, that fight was excellent. I mean, you know, I, I grew up my whole life in Singapore. So I felt real FOMO that, that I couldn't be there and watch that live. I was really, really upset. Oh, wow. Where were you that, that day? Um, I was just in London watching oh, it on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It real, really, really sucks. <laughs> but yeah, no, what an awesome card. I mean, Joanna Whaley, who, who would have expected that outcome? Yeah. I mean, I, I expected Whaley to win, but I did not expect Whaley to win by like a brutal knockout. I thought it'll, you know, kind of go five rounds and she'll probably decision her. But like, yeah, I did not expect that. Nah. Yeah, but uh, did you see the difference in strength? And that's yeah. what I think uh, that's where... Uh, that's what Joanna said in the post-fight too, right? Yeah, she was strong. And 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 uh, I think uh, Veli's wrestling has uh, improved significantly. I guess she's working with Henry Cejudo, right? She's in mm. Arizona working with Henry Cejudo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think in the first fight as well, I think that was... Probably one of the bigger, like that's kind of what set them apart. Obviously, it was a razor thin, uh, razor thin fight, but I think yeah, the strength factor definitely played a part. Yeah. But I'll tell you what surprised me. The one, see, uh, the one fight that surprised me the most, as in not as the result, as the improvement of the fighter was Jake Matthews versus Fialo. Oh my I mean, god. What happened yeah. to Jake Matthews suddenly? I say under uske andar mata aa gayi thi. As in Hindi mein bolte hai na mata aa gayi hai uske andar. Mata chad gayi hai mata. Uh. What what nah, happened to him? It's awesome. I mean, I think like what happens to fighters sometimes is like they they just find that groove, right? Like everything just everything just comes together at once at the right time. So for Jake Matthews, I think that's where he is in his career. Like Jalen Turner over the weekend. Oh my similar, god. Yeah, a similar kind of uh, situation. 
Yeah, I think uh, his his striking's always been very very good, but I, I it's just on another level in that card because Fialio is a very good striker. He's got a great chin, and to crack Fialio's chin is a big deal. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. But I, and if you remember Jake Matthews, uh, Jake Matthews is the same guy, right? Oh, who was he fighting? He was fighting the Chinese fighter who just went wham into yeah. Jake Matthews' eyes, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's just, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. And Jake Matthews did not I even complain and the referee did not was. see it. Yeah. The referee did not even see that damn thing. And he was just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, that's nasty. Oh, Poke the shit out of the uh, 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 Jake Matthews' eyes. But, okay, I wanted to spend a little bit of time because all the other fights were like, eh. But I'll tell you what shocked me the most on the entire card. And and people were like, we're not getting into the early prelims and the prelims card. But hmm. let's uh, spend some time on the one division where finally I think Valentina Shevchenko has competition. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because, that's right. Because otherwise it was like, you know, Valentina comes, she goes, yeah. and it's like, eh. I mean, it, it was still the extent that if Valentina loses one round, people have a discussion. But yeah. honestly, would you guys have thrown a fit if the the fight result had gone in favor of Tyler Santos? I no. would not have to be very honest. Not no. at all. Not at all. I think she got like really badly hampered after that second round when she got that like eye injury when her eye basically just shut, closed. Accidental headbutt. Yeah, accidental headbutt. Yeah, I think that was really unfortunate because if she didn't have that, I I think she could have just she could have won that fight. She probably should have won that fight. But I just I think she couldn't see out of her eyes, and she was just really tired from the takedowns. But her takedowns were like really successful. I was very surprised at how easily she was able to take her down. Yeah, taking down Valentina is not easy. I mean, that who's the who's that uh, who's that lady she fought Varun the. She just fought somebody who's supposed to be like a very, very strong wrestler. Maya. Wrestler. Maya. No, no, no. Uh, is it Jennifer or Jennifer Maya? Uh, yeah, it she was just Jennifer fought her Maya, in the right? last, last, last fight. Was she fought yeah. her? Jennifer Wasn't Maya. It? Jennifer Maya. No, no, no. Andraj. Andraj. Oh, Andraj is not a wrestler. Andraj? She's is... like very strong though. She's like built like a tank, and like Andraj couldn't really take her down with her grappling. And Andraj was the one that did that. You know, that KO um, of Rose. And she like, just yeah. picked her up and slammed her on the ground. And people thought that's what she's going to try and do to Valentina. But she could not take her down at all. But I think that's the difference between just brute force and yeah. technique. Like, that's where technique kind of comes into play. I, I personally was uh, in, the, in, in the sense that I thought that Valentina lost that fight. I thought that yeah. that could be personal bias because I personally think that person who runs the wrestling whoever controls the grappling exchanges yeah. typically is winning the fight but again that could just be personal bias and valentina shevchenko didn't really do anything when she took down santos she didn't really do anything santos was at least still trying to like throw some elbows do some damage but shevchenko was just like laying on top of her basically no but but if you look remember the fight whenever santos mm -hmm. took her down shevchenko would throw those back fists that's right yeah yeah, but I think like when Santos was on top, let's say, because when Santos didn't have the bag, when she was on top, then she was mm -hmm. like, at least she was trying to throw strikes. I didn't see Shevchenko like trying to throw too many strikes when she was on top. She was just, I think she was just naked. Yeah, I think it also comes down to like that whole argument of what's damage and, and what's not, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. unfortunate because I think that 
the person on top it, it's very difficult and the judges a lot of them haven't ever fought but if you have someone on top of you trust me that's doing damage maybe not to your face maybe not to your limbs or whatever yeah. but it's doing damage to you here <laughs> in, yeah. as in your cardio and gas tank is getting drained yeah cuz if you especially like you know you you see a lot of fighters when they're trying to get up and somebody's just like clearly stronger and heavier than them and they can't i mean that's got to be very tiring i see a lot of like uh, fighters get into those defensive position when they do that little body lock when somebody's on top of them that yeah. means they're just basically accepting that uh, dominant position but a lot of them try to fight out but if they can't they're just like screwed they're like well what can i do here for the rest of the round exactly so yeah, yeah. I, i think it's one of those that it's kind of a blurred line and it's kind of gray area yeah. in terms of mma yeah how do you what what kind of weightage do you think that do you think that in mma currently varun that takedowns are weighted properly do you think they're given too much weightage not enough weightage i think there's too much inconsistency mm. um you know like sometimes you'll see a fight where a guy will land three takedowns get do not absolutely nothing with it and get his face lit up for for the yeah. rest of the round but then oh because he got three takedowns you know <laughs> there we go um yeah. so i think yeah it, it kind of i think what should be uh taken into account is the control whether it's on the cage whether it's on the ground the control and kind of what they're doing with it right so like just not laying on top of someone you're basically you're trying to like move into a better position to either submit them or throw throw more strikes right that's what you mean yeah i mean if you're laying on top of like if you're laying on top of someone and you're not doing anything you're not advanced you're not even trying to advance position you're yeah. not throwing strikes then i mean you know it's as good as nothing it's kind of a dead fight honestly if the right. guy if the guy at the bottom is throwing even small like you know uh hammer fist i'd say that yeah. guy is winning just because you know he's doing more damage would you have uh, would you have weighted the the takedown of blahovich in uh, adesanya fight differently or would you have given it the more weightage that the judges gave as well i would probably i think that was properly rated if i'm being okay. honest i think it's not like in that fight it's not like yan was completely um he was completely in a stalemate right he was still throwing his uh shots here and there that's what i mean i don't in the, in like, the takedowns i mean sorry sorry i just i just meant simply for the for the takedowns like when he took down adesanya a lot of people complained that okay he took him down but he was just sitting there he didn't really do anything until like the 10 seconds of the last round yeah i still think that's properly rated because i think when i say inactivity i mean you're just completely blocked up there and sure, holding sure. And, and you know you're squeezing on for dear life then you're kind of like what the hell are you doing because you're also exerting energy holding them down yeah. whereas if you're like throwing those shots here and there you have them against their will pinned to the mat then yeah that that should be rated you know right okay you know i would recommend i sent it to you also varun sham tu bhi ye dekhna this this video on severe mma it's called mma judging criteria explained by sean sheehan he's a journalist he has oh, yeah. done a wonderful video explaining the judging criteria it's a 24 minute video because honestly i listen to big john and uh, josh thompson right and every single time like you listen to rogan saying magar why don't they rate this magar why don't they rate that hmm. and then you listen to big john he's like they do rate it joe they do it you just don't know about it and it, it's shocking like even josh thompson has been very honest and open in the on the podcast where he has said that look most fighters don't know the judging criteria 
Mm. They literally don't know. It's only the judge. It's it's. Uh, but then, what I want to talk about is that then isn't it the responsibility of the authorities and the judges to actually bridge the gap, do some tutorials? Like Laura Sanko spoke about it, right? Mm. Laura Sanko was very vocal about it. I mean, DC and Laura Sanko had a disagreement, and then then uh, they had a back and forth about it. It's it is quite obvious that most of the people don't know what the MMA scoring criteria is. No yeah. visuals. I mean, it's the same thing with like the the weigh-ins as well. Like what they did to Charlie Olives, I thought was like disgraceful. Like stripping him of his belt for like what a pound and a half, maybe, or or no, half a pound, right? Or something like that. I think like half a pound. a pound. It was like yeah. half a pound. It was so minuscule. Like and, yeah, and that too. Like, if that was happening in Vegas, he would have never been stripped of his title. That you know, he only got stripped of his title because it was happening in Arizona. Yeah. Again, and that's the other thing. I, um. I'm glad you touched upon that. I think also the judging depends on which state they're holding the event in because the, yeah. the judges are selected by the state athletic commission. So I think they have to have some kind of uniformity in terms of how they um, brief the judges, how they kind of, you know, tell them how the, uh, how the bouts are scored. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because if if I remember the 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 criteria in Texas and Arizona are different from California. I think California and Nevada they follow the unified rule system. Both the states have the same systems, but when it comes to like Texas, Texas has its own rule. So I I remember one of the differences in the scoring criteria was um uh what is uh, how do you judge a fight if if the one of the fighters is going back and one of the fighters is leading the fight i think yeah. uh the unified rules have now changed considering sometimes you know some fighters don't move forward but they tend to strike more even when they're moving back and i think the unified rules try to correct that situation but i if i my memory serves me correctly arizona and texas still considered the fighter moving forward as something better in that sense so so it it was something um I remember this discussion came up and Luke Thomas was talking about it uh, when uh, the John Jones versus Kontayar Sham, the guy who everybody thought beat John Jones. Oh, Reyes. After, Reyes yeah, or Dominic Reyes. Santos. Yeah, Dominic Reyes. Okay. Yeah, Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes. So it, I remember during that fight, everybody was like, he won, he won, he won. And then Luke Thomas was like, check the state they fought in. Mm. And the oh, screwing right. criteria they follow. So it, it's it's all insane. But then again, this comes to the classic case where in America you have this you know system where different states will have their own thing, and they refuse to follow the unified rules. Yeah. It's quite obvious some states will not follow the the rules set by Nevada or the California State Commission. They especially yeah. if it's California because you know how you know in America everything is, is intertwined. Texas will not listen to California. Yeah. I, I'm very sure about it. Even if it makes sense, they will not. And in this case, I honestly feel the unified rules are way more sensible than what Texas is following. But Texas is Texas. It'll do its thing. Now, uh, we also had an amazing fight night, Sham. I think uh, Emmett versus Kater was amazing. That oh, was, yeah. It was a great fight. It was a fantastic fight. And Kevin Holland was looking really good uh, yeah. at 100, uh, 170 pounds. They even had a couple of good fights. But now let's get into the main you know, UFC 276 result. Mm, All right. So, so, yeah. So, Sham, Easy versus Cannoneer, were you entertained? 
<laughs> I think I think anybody who says entertained has been paid by Israel Adesanya or Jared Cannonier. Did you see that video of the crowd walking out of the fight? Yeah, before even the fifth round was over, right? Seriously, I haven't seen that. No. Yeah. Jeez. People started walking out before the fifth round was They're over. Like out. it was embarrassing. And uh, did you watch? Uh, th- there is a viral clip of uh, Yoel Romero uh, doing the rounds. I don't know if you've seen it. But he's talking about his fight with Adesanya, and somebody said, uh, "Does Adesanya remind you of uh, Anderson Silva?" And he got like super offended. He said, "How yeah, dare no. you bring up uh, Anderson Silva in the same conversation as Israel Adesanya?" When Silva was thirty years old, he was like bobbing and weaving, getting into mm-hmm. like the dangerous positions, just because he wanted to knock you out and give the fans a show. But uh, when and uh, this is what what. And he was talking about what Israel Adesanya did in his fight because he he kept like telling Adesanya to come, let's fight, but he was like just dancing around. At the at the end of the day, look, that's his job. His job is to win the fight. His job is not to entertain people. Yeah, that's just a perk. That's just something that give, gets him fans. But what what uh, helps him cement his legacy, what helps him make money, is winning the fight, and which is what he did. I understand the argument about. Uh, it being a boring fight and his past few fights have been a little bit boring but nobody really everybody blames Adesanya nobody really blames the opponent I feel like Cannonier should have tried to clinch with him way more often than he tried to I, I think I don't know why he didn't his corner kept telling him clinch career didn't mean clinch with the guy clinch with the guy but he I what, what do you think was going on in his head? You know, you're in that space. You Neither me or Kushal know how fighters think in the cage. What do you think was going on in his head that when your corner is telling you, clinch, 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 why do you think he didn't? So, I mean, the first two rounds, you can see he's just getting picked apart, right? Yeah. I mean, yes, it wasn't like, you know, your flashy kind of, uh, flashy striking that you're kind of expecting from Madasanya, But... He was picking him apart. I think that was kind of why he was hesitant to clinch because he didn't. Adesanya is known for those counter shots, for luring yeah. people in, and then landing that uh, sick combo and then yeah. putting people out. So I think that that's probably why he was hesitant. It could also be the bright lights. It could be a several factors. Uh, could be several factors because we did see that once he kind of uh, got his groove, he, he understood what Adesanya was doing. I think once he understood where he was in terms of a big fight and, and the bright lights are on him, yeah. he found his groove. That's when he started engaging more. He started pushing the pace, started getting in that clinch. So that's what I personally think, but it could obviously be several factors. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, I, and again, you know, Kushal and I aren't fighters. So it's it's It feels a bit rich to sometimes say this, but like, you know, you're 38, you're probably not going to get another shot after this if you if you feel you know and so i feel like if you even start to get the sense that you're behind i would think you know and his corner was telling him to like sink but it never really came close to canadier throwing the kitchen sink at adasanya yeah no, i was quite surprised because i thought like at least in the fifth see i actually would go as far as saying i thought it was like it could be two all going into the last round just because of the I would say that just because of the clinch, but I would probably have to rewatch the fight right. because again I, I watched the fight at like three a.m. here, so <laughs> it gets late. But if he 
just clinched more, even landed those shots against the cage, even if it's like those small, when he had him in the clinch, right? Yeah. Even doing small things, right? Just like throwing those light knees, yeah. those uh, kind of hits, uh, shots to the body. Those things add up in terms of damage and in terms of cage control, and it looks better in front of the judges. So it's just those mm. slight things that he had to do uh, in terms of just uh, kind of swayed in his favor. Um, yeah. In terms of the coaches, I'd say it's, it's a bit difficult sometimes when you're in there and your coaches are screaming, okay, go shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. Because sometimes you have a different idea of what's going on. Like you have, you maybe want to throw the overhand instead. You know, you're trying yeah. to set up an overhand. Your coach is saying, shoot, shoot. So it, it's, your mind's kind of in a mess in, in those moments. Yeah. Yeah, it... It is interesting because, you know, the one of the arguments that I heard from a lot of people in the Karanir fight was that, okay, Karanir is so much stronger than Izzy. Why didn't he try to, like, take him down and do some ground and pound? And I was thinking, you know, people have made that argument for Izzy a lot, that take him down, you know, wrestle him to the ground. But I think he's, like, a lot stronger than he lets on. Because oh, I think I remember when Vittori was trying to take him down and he kept trying and he kept failing. And we we forget that Adesanya is a very, very big guy for his weight class. He's like so much taller and like longer than mm-hmm. basically everyone else other than Pehera in his weight class. Exactly. And and I, I, I from a technical kind of standpoint, he's a very good defensive uh, wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, the way, he, especially on the cage, because yeah. he's so long, it's he's able to split his base quite yeah. wide. Which it's makes hard it to clasp the hands, right? Yeah, that's right. So it's, that that's one. Secondly, it's very difficult in terms of like. So let's say you fail two, three shots. I can guarantee you, even shooting one shot in a fight, it it takes it takes um, quite a lot of energy and it saps yeah. your gas tank. So you want to be conservative in terms of. Uh, sometimes you don't necessarily have to be. Obviously, you have guys like Colby Covington who are shooting like every five seconds but um you know you do want to preserve that energy especially if it's a five-round fight i, I yeah. can imagine that jared can near the last place he wants to be is shooting failing being exhausted going to the championship rounds and then just getting uh clobbered so yeah. at least you know these are kind of things people have to take into consideration um when you bring up the ul romero fight i'm very surprised ul romero didn't use it because he's got a good gas tank he's got yeah, you know all of these attributes. So I don't know. I think that's maybe why he never uses his wrestling. That's what no, that's the weird thing it, about that guy. Like Joel Romero yeah. is like one of the most elite wrestlers in the UFC ever, but he never uses it. No, but Just... I think there's a reason why. Because I honestly think I disagree. I think the reason he does not use his wrestling is because he gets tired. I think it's the complete mm. opposite reason. I think he really? gets tired. Yeah, he, he he. If you remember his Whitaker fights too. If the first Whitaker fight, Robert Whitaker mm. versus Rio yeah. Romero, he did try to take Whitaker down in the first fight, and then you see how he got tired after the first and second round. He just went down, mm. just went yeah. like this. And if you remember his fight with who's that guy, the middleweight fight where Joel Romero ka wo jo thoda naam kharab hua tha, usne cheating ki thi. Ah, Oh, Kennedy. Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy, yeah. Tim Kennedy fight where he he was waiting a little bit extra, yeah. or uh, all of that had happened. And and if you uh, uh, if you remember, I I have my doubts. See, look, every MMA fighter is going to have a gas tank. 
because yeah. they are trained fighters but of we're course. not talking about you know gas tank of Joel Romero compared to me or Yusham we're talking about gas tank of fighters who are fighters like there yeah. are you know there are marathon runners but then there are the best runners and then there are marathon runners right there's yeah. that yeah so there's that slight difference that we are talking about so before somebody says are tune kya kiya life are bhai main third na fighting kar raha so that's not the point the point the point is that we're talking about the best of the best and even in that i feel i think the reason romero does not do that is i think he's conserving energy did you look at his belator fight too I mean, mm. he knocked the guy out in the end, and he broke his jaw in his last fight. I saw the yeah. fight on Bellator. That was nasty. But the point is, he's just become this this different fighter now since the easy fight. He just stays there, he yeah. takes the stance, he puts his foot forward, and he just does these things. And he's waiting for his opponent to attack so that he can clock him. Yeah. And he doesn't even threaten the takedown anymore. He's completely nullified and made the takedown threat. Zero. It's like almost if you're fighting with uh, Yoel Romero now, you know yeah. it's going to be a stand-up battle, and that's ridiculous because he's one of the greatest wrestlers in MMA. He's an Olympic medalist. What the hell is he doing? He should be taking one of the like out. one of the few Olympic medalists in the sport. Yeah. I mean, yeah, actually, that's a, that's a pretty good observation. I, I, you know, what I would say, I'd say it's the he relies on his explosiveness, so he, those yeah. short bursts of explosive explosions. Rather than uh, someone like you know Max Holloway, Colby, even even Khabib, the guys who are relentless with their with their output. Yeah. So that's could that could also just be an age thing. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not like the expert on all of this, but yeah, he's like a he's like a spring. He like coils, 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 and then explodes, and then Boom. coils, yeah. coils, coils, and then explodes. Like that's that's kind of how he fights. That's how he takes like so many fighters by surprise. But I just feel like if you have such a freaking devastating skill, like the, one of the most elite wrestling in uh, UFC, I mean, try to throw it in there every now and then. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I thought the more, you know, Izzy's fight was Izzy's fight. I thought the more interesting fight was much, much more interesting fight was the co-main event. Man, oh. that I remember Varun messaged me after the fight was oh and he's God. like, what are you made of this one? I was like, clinical. I mean, he just dismantled uh, Holloway completely. I mean, Max imagine somebody, Max. Imagine somebody Kushal, who has never seen UFC before, tunes into his first UFC pay-per-view, watches that fight and like, yeah, Max Holloway, yaar, isko kuch ladna bhi nahi aata hai, isko. that's what they would think. They would think <laughs> Max Holloway is a little chump. Yeah, I know. He made him look like a little chump as well. Yeah. Seriously. 50, it was ridiculous. That's like that guy's on the pound for pound rankings, Max Holloway. He's pretty high on the pound for pound rankings as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's insane. Speaking of pound for pound, my opinion, Volk's number one. I, I think he's number one over. Yeah, over because the, the rankings are fluid, right? So currently, based on the yeah. evidence we have this week, I think that makes sense. I think he has to be number one. Yeah, because look, the guy. No one does that to Max Holloway. And no. it's not like he was out wrestling or anything. He mixed it up, right? He was piecing him up despite having that reach advantage, that size advantage. Piecing him up in one, two, three, out of there. You know, yeah. you, it was incredible. And then, you know, when he had to when he had to wrestle, he clinched up on the fans, got his shots in, back, disengaged, back to the striking. His one-two, his little jab and, like, cross was so fast. Cool. Like, I... Lightning. I don't know how, like, it, it's crazy, like, how much faster he got from even the, 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 
zombie fight because when i saw yeah. the zombie fight i was like my god this guy is so fast now and then he gets even faster yeah and he's not only is he fast he's fast and he hits like a truck like yeah. the guy hits hard and i don't know how he like he can do it for five rounds it's, it's like imagine incredible. if like henderson was like super fast imagine <laughs> exactly. that yeah That's insane. And how his rugby he, background? His strength comes from the rugby background because he was a rugby yeah, player. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's built I'll like say, a brick shit house. Yeah. Oh, he really is. And and you know what? What's for me the biggest uh, kind of indicator that he dominated that fight? He got Max Holloway shooting for singles. <laughs> I did see that. I immediately thought of that uh, Nate Diaz line. Oh, you're a wrestler now. Yeah, oh exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was insane. I can't believe it. And and you know what? I think Volkanovski right now like again, this could be recency bias, but I think he's one of the most if not the most underrated fighter in all of the UFC. I think people uh, don't appreciate Volk? him enough. Yeah, Volk. Yeah. I, I don't think people give him his due. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't really ignore him after this fight. Right? Anybody no, he, who was thinking he's the that he's not that great, yeah, number I mean, one. you can't. You don't really have an argument after the Holloway fight. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he is the pound for pound number one right now. I think Kamaru Usman is number two in my opinion. Yeah. Although I love yeah. Kamaru Usman as a fighter, but I just think Volk is the best. And and look, honestly, he's cleaned up the division outside of Josh. Yeah, who's Emmett. in that division I, now to fight? Josh Emmett. I think he'll fight Josh Emmett now. It's the natural next fight. I mean, I don't know what what I else do you go, do. Go 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 fight olives, man. Go fight. Olives. Just fight olives, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I think just go fight olives. It'll be a fun fight. I'm sure olives will like it. He'll Why make would a he bunch fight him? Think about it. Why would he fight him? Right, Oliveira. Oliveira is going to fight Islam. It's very yeah. natural. Oliveira is getting Islam. Mm, mm. Or Islam and Dariush is the fight ever going to happen? I don't know. I, Are they doing I the Islam so. Dariush fight? I think fight? that's the fight to make. that is but yeah I, i think in terms of uh legacy and in terms of hype and all of that i think olivera versus islam is the one uh the ufc would want to make and and olivera would want to make mm. you know the guy who's the supposed next khabib i think that looks better on his resume um mm. than beating the the smaller guy you know mm. yeah although yeah i think that makes course, sense Volkan bulk up. We've seen the guy at heavyweight, so yeah. I do think he can bulk up. Yeah, so, but, but but I think Oliveira would want to fight Islam, and then what he'll do is either challenge Connor for the big money fight, or he'll challenge Khabib mm-hmm. to come out of the uh, retirement because he'll be like, "Dek, I have beaten your opponent. Now you have to beat me." Yeah, fair enough. Mm. But do you think do you think Volk will get a fight at 155 anytime in the near future? No. I would love to see him at 155 personally I would I would love to see him go fight somebody Dana, at 155 and see what like Think like this think like this why would Dana do that I know Cuz if he if he beats somebody in the most in probably the most competitive division in the UFC if he beats the champion and takes their title I mean that looks really bad for that division That does that does yeah <laughs> Cuz then I mean how's he going to do it like cuz I think first of all Dana always has like sweaty palms when he's deciding <laughs> you know discussing this whole champ champ thing because we saw yeah. what Conor did he held up two divisions and then he rode off into the sunset. Yep. And then it, yeah again it does hold up the division in terms of challengers you're kind of balancing both uh divisions at once. But I would absolutely love to see it. I think 
yeah. you know, Oliveira versus Volkanovski would be a killer fight. Um, especially after we saw, I, I mean, we saw Volkanovski versus Ortega, for example. That was an incredible fight. We've seen that he can get out of those nasty, nasty submissions yeah. against a high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner. So I would love to see how he handles Oliveira's, uh, Oliveira's skill set. Yeah. I think how strong Volkanovski is is something that most people don't really rate enough. And fighters find that out once they're in the ring with him. Like, everybody says that same thing. Like, Ortega said it. I'm sure Max was feeling it. Like, everybody that fights Volkanovski comes out and says, yeah, I have no idea how strong this guy is. So I think that's another thing that it creeps up on you during the fight. You don't really realize it because ah, he's a little guy, so you don't really think that how strong he's going to be. <laughs> But I mean, look at him. The guy is built like, <laughs> like this. Yeah. His head's a thumb. His head's like, <laughs> <It> really <thumb. laughs> like his head's like forty percent of his body mass, basically. <laughs> like I don't know what why it's a surprise. I look at the guy and I'm like, this guy will pick pick you up and slam you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's insane that he's like this that strong, hits so hard, and he's faster than ninety percent of UFC, UFC fighters. Like that. Almost never happens that combination. That's why, like, it, it makes you wonder, like, you know, what are they drinking down in in city kickboxing and in Thailand, wherever <laughs> they're training? Seriously, those guys. Oh, yeah, they're I they're producing some. You know what is unique about their game is the fainting. Have you seen yeah. how many faints on yeah. average per capita? Izzy or Volk? It's so subtle. Their yeah, fainting Whit- game is so well. subtle. I mean, I think the only person who has been the closest when it comes to, uh, you know, troubling Izzy in the middleweight is Whitaker in his second fight. I, I, yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean, Whitaker was this close to beating Izzy. This close. So there's nobody else in middleweight. Obviously, nobody. I, I misspoke. So now let us talk about the biggest elephant in yes. the room, which is uh, Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. And, and, and I had literally predicted this to Varun. He Watch did, out he for the left hook. <laughs> I, told I mean, that's it. his trademark, right? Yeah, yeah. that's his it's trademark. Yeah, I mean, most of his knockouts, most of his, not most of his, but his highlight reel, if you search Michelle Pereira on YouTube, his highlight reel is all left hook, left hook, left hook. It is. Yeah, that's what he kills I mean, even with. Adesanya put yeah. him out with that left hook. With that left hook. Yeah, it's, I do feel bad for Strickland because he had like probably the best press conference that a fighter has had in a very, very, very long time. Like, I've never seen Adesanya rattled by somebody like this guy. Oh, he was not happy. You could tell he was not happy. (laughs) I feel like the hentai thing was, like, particularly... (laughs) It got him, like, way too much. Touched a soft spot. (laughs) Yeah, touched a nerve there with the hentai stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so funny, though. I think, honestly, every press conference from now on, I want to see Sean Strickland right there. Yeah, he's like, if I, I win it. the fight, I'm gonna trade in my Hyundai, I'm gonna get it or Nissan or something, <laughs> I'm gonna get a nicer car. Finally, I'm sick of this Nissan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's my sponsorship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah. wear a suit, I'm gonna stop wearing t-shirts to a press conference. I thought it was a great, great one of the best press conferences I've seen in from a fighter in a very long time. Oh, it was so exciting. I, I think we need to get him, Colby, Connor, <laughs> all of them in one, in one panel. Like we a Hall of Fame press conference. 
<laughs> that's all the fame fest. And Bring you him. know who's moderating that discussion? Chael Sonnen. Chael. Chael, yeah, I was just going to say Chael Sonnen. Michael Bisping. Bring him in as yeah, well. That's why, and you can tell, like if you ever watch Chael Sonnen's videos, you you can tell he loves uh, Strickland. He's always he making does. excuses for Strickland. You know he loves him. Oh, he absolutely does. But in speaking of that, I think in this fight, there are no excuses for Strickland. Um, yeah. I think his approach was just... What was he doing? Yeah. He was just walking was straight. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Varun, he said in the press conference, I'm just going to stand and bang with the guy, which I thought was like, why would you do that with a guy like that? Yeah. You are... You've lost it. You've lost it if that's yeah. what you say. This, there's level. And I mean, you know, Corey Anderson very famously said that there's levels to this and he yeah. is speaking facts. You know, kickboxing, those guys are killers. They know yeah. what they're doing. I mean, just the range, you know. There's something as, as small as the range. It gets overlooked. It's insane how much that makes a difference. You could tell he was waiting, calmly, patiently waiting. As soon as he saw an opportunity, he sets his feet, plants yeah. his foot, left hook, done. Good night. Yeah. You know, it, and even, what, what's crazy is that his he, he doesn't even have like a big wind up. Like a lot of no. like people who hit power shots, they have a big wind up. This guy yeah. doesn't even have a big wind up. It's just like a really short hook. And that's the thing. Again, when I say there's levels, when you're at that level, you're Alex Pereira's level, you're uh, Israel Adesanya's level, it's all technique, the way yeah. you utilize your mechanics. Obviously, he is a big dude and he's he's jacked. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big jacked dude. But in terms of knowing how to use the mechanics, that makes a huge difference. I mean, Kushal, you're a huge boxing fan. I'm, I'm sure you've seen the same thing in boxing, right? Those guys, the way they maneuver themselves... Mm-hmm. It's it's far different than the MMA guys. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the foot movement is different. Everything is different. But then now the biggest question is, who does is he fight next? I'm looking at the rankings. Whitaker is one. He just beat him. Yeah. Cannonier is two. He beat him. Vettori is three, uh, two again. He's beaten Vettori twice. Nice. Derek Brunson. He's beaten Derek Brunson. And Derek Brunson lost his last fight, so he doesn't get a title shot. Yeah. Paulo Costa has been beaten by Easy. All you're left and with is Alex Pereira. Yeah. yeah you're only left is. with Alex Pereira. That's the next yeah. flag. I mean, we all know Uncle Dana doesn't really care about rankings when making fights. He doesn't care. Or, yeah. or, 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 you have the Darren Till and Jack Hermanson fight, right? That's mm. due, right? So either the winner yeah. of that fight gets, if Till wins, then Izzy might say, I want to fight Till because he likes mm. to do that sparring match with Till. Or I yeah. think it's pretty much. Uh, Alex Pereira, and then Izzy has pretty much cleaned up the entire division because yeah. I'm just looking mm-hmm. down. Brad Tavares, uh, you know, Duplessis had a good fight this time. Yeah. Uh, Imabov, Juraya Hall did not have a good fight. Gastelum, Andre Muniz. I really don't see anybody else. What is Izzy? There is no one else. Yeah. Yeah. But there I, isn't really anybody else. I I wish there was like a guy who eyes of Pereira. But who was also like an elite level wrestler, like that kind of a guy yeah. to go against Izzy. But there's just there isn't a guy like that in that division. No, so I actually saw a rumor. Um, well, it was on Chael's channel. They were speaking of Kamzat versus Pereira. Ooh, you know, he's a middleweight. I mean, he we've seen him win at middleweight. He's a big dude. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that could be a number one contenders fight going on in the future. I think Till 
needs to rack up a few wins before he gets yeah in the title conversation personally but yeah, yeah Chimaev versus Pejero who what, what was Till's last fight who for who did he fight last no but don't you think natural the natural output is uh, Pereira versus Izzy because both were on the same card yeah. and now both can get the same amount of rest and then both can book a fight again because now in December Izzy and Pereira can fight the year end Absolutely, Christmas yeah. card mm. or whatever yeah yeah i think that I mean, the, that's the fight that makes sense that is the fight that makes sense. he beat yeah. i mean look Sean Strickland isn't some you know joker he yeah. he's not ranked he's number ranked, 4 he's ranked so. number 4 yeah yeah. Now he's gone down. Now he's seven. Well, before the fight, he was. Yeah, yeah before, yeah. The, before fight, the fight, yeah. he was ranked four. Or somebody, you know, somebody had said, well, maybe Izzy can go back up to lightweight. Yeah, this time he's not fighting a wrestler. He's fighting uh, Prohashka, who's more of a, you know, striker. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think Izzy should fight uh, uh, Pereira uh, because Prohashka he's got that monkey can off wrestle. Like, like, he can grapple. Clearly, if you're surviving with uh, Teixeira. Uh, Glover Teixeira, that means you can grapple. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. But I'm just thinking from that point of view, from the optics point of view, Izzy might consider that. But I think Izzy is going and to fight Pahashka Pereira because a he's a giant dude as well. Prohashka yeah, yeah. is so much I think, you know, thicker I- than Izzy. Izzy. Izzy has that problem. So if Izzy went from 185 to 195, it would not be in a, uh, yeah. that much of a problem. But the jump from 195 to 205 is the 20-pound jump is clearly a huge jump for Izzy. Izzy just yeah. seems to be smaller than them. Yeah, because you have to remember those guys are cutting from whatever. Two thirty. Yeah, so those guys are huge. Like Jan, although shorter, he definitely is a big dude. Like you look at somebody like uh, Santos. Like how big is that dude? Man, like he fights at two (laughs) or five. Exactly. That's the thing. (laughs) That's why when people were saying the whole John Jones versus Adesanya fight, I was like, I don't know if he wants that. (laughs) I don't know if he wants that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah. I, I think I think uh, it, it's a, it's a good decision that they did not fight. But I was just looking at the uh, other fights on the card. I think Barbarena was versus Robbie Lawler is what mm. we will call a pesa vasul fight. Yeah. Awesome like, fight. Yeah, it was just awesome, uh, awesome That's what you get when Bar- Brian Barbarena comes. Either he gets knocked out or he knocks someone out. That's what is this? A, you know what the shame about that fight was? What made me sad about that fight was that you can see. You can see the difference in Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler has the same kind of like power in his hands, but he doesn't have the same endurance anymore. Like mm, Robbie yeah. Lawler could have the shots that Barbarina was hitting him with. Robbie Lawler could have eaten that no problem seven or eight years ago. Easy, yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah. Walk, he walks through like 50, 60 shots and then knocks you out. Like that yeah, he, used to be Robbie Lawler. And that's the thing. I, I, I think the volume got to him this time, which, yeah, like you said, it wouldn't necessarily be the case maybe seven eight years ago and that's just i mean it comes down to several things i think it comes down to age uh he's taken so many shots you know like at what point do you kind of um at what point do you kind of just say you know i i don't really want this anymore i think that's also what it comes down to like how much do i want it and and you could see he's not like even especially if you know you're never gonna fight for the title like what's your motivation right Exactly. And you could see it against, like, uh, you know, for example, Kobe, right? Like, he was just trying to throw that big haymaker. But most of the fight, he was just getting worn down and, and yeah. kind of accepting it. Kind of like an older, like the end of career Tyron Woodley. Yeah. Yeah. But that was yeah. unfortunate. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, the 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 Sean O'Malley Pedro Munoz fight, unfortunately, was a no contest because of the eye poke. I mean, I don't know where Sean O'Malley goes from here. To be very, do you honest. think they should I run do. it back? They yeah, I think, I think they should. Yeah, I think mm. they should run it back. Uh, I think that's the only fight that makes sense because, you know, I was just looking at the division again. Sean O'Malley is 13. What is he going to fight? Frankie or Ricky Simone or Song Yudong? I mean, who's he going to fight otherwise? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think uh, of any other fight there. Yeah, so I think they should just run this one back as far as that is concerned. Now, I was looking at the prelims. Uh, Jalen Turner, man, damn. Ooh, that's a statement. That's yeah, and, and, and beating a guy from City Kickboxing is in that way, you know, that's a statement right there. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, that too with what, 45 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. And, and his, 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 that's the thing with like lanky fighters, like long lanky fighters, man, they're like guillotines are, uh, they're awful. Yeah. And I think the, it was the strikes that set it up because uh, Brad Rill, he, he shot I think without yeah. wanting to, I think he was just rocked and he was trying to clinch up and he got caught right there yeah. with the, with the guillotine. Yeah. That's, that's the thing with like Ortega. He's like lanky. So his guillotines and his submissions are horrible. Olivera, he's lanky. And so his submissions are like horrendous. Same Very with Jalen Turner. He's like lanky. And so when he grabs you in, in like one of those holes, uh, it's just yeah, painful yeah. looking. You're done. You're done. Your history. Yeah. So yeah, I love Jalen Turner. Uh, Donald Cerrone retires. He lost to Jim Miller. I I wish Donald Cerrone well. I hope he has a good movie career. I think it was time. <laughs> I mean, Cerrone was yeah. just not himself. I I think yeah. it's better. Not to... at all. But Jim Miller, man, he's also an old dog. But he seems yeah. to be having a small streak here. He's winning a few fights. Yeah, he's got. He signed like a what a three fight contract also. Yeah, man. Really? Oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah, right Addy before the fight, he signed like a new contract. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's kind of good. I I um, you know, I was I was impressed with uh, Jim Miller. You know, Ian Gary was just so good, man. Ian mm. Gary, he was so 24. good in the. Oh my goodness, yeah. Ian Gary was so so amazing in that fight. I don't know how he manages it, but he did. He's got the same thing that uh, that that the advantage that like Adesanya has obviously there are comparisons he's a great striker but at the mm-hmm. same time he's so giant for that division that even if yeah, you're a good wrestler that guy is so giant that he's going to be hard to take down exactly he's like he towers over his opponent he's 63 man most uh, most heavyweights and most like light heavyweights are 63 Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them aren't even 6-3. Like DC was never 6-3. 6-3, think like, it's a TK, this guy's going to go fight in like light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DC was what, like 5-9? <laughs> That's yes. ridiculous. That's like my height. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tavares versus Duplessis. Duplessis won. I didn't understand that Duplessis was making a chomu. You know, he was doing that Pete Sampras bit where Pete Sampras would always pretend that he's tired and he would never yeah. get tired. You know, it was almost as if uh, Duplessis, uh, uh, you know, it was like was that meme, that... call the ambulance, but not for me. Not for yes. Me. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Andre Muniz beat Uriah Hall by decision. I think that was okay. Yeah. Macy Barber, good. She beat Jessica I. Jessica I also mm-hmm. retired. Quite a few retirements. You know, Jessica I has retired. Shevchenko has retired. Saroni has retired. Um, we also had a few other retirements recently. And the first fight was... Yeah. Uh, 
Stoli Rinko, that beat Jessica Rose Clark. So, yeah, it was a pretty good uh, fight over, you know, fight card overall. Just a few news. Other than that, I wanted to talk about one more news. Uh, Zabit Magomed Sheripov has also decided to retire. He's retired yeah. from the fight game. And uh, his reason was he wants to focus on his uh, doctor ka career. By doctor ka yeah, he wants to become a doctor, apparently. <laughs> like, where did that come out from? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, somebody needs to take care of these fighters, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's found no. a little niche there. I'm going to be a fighter doctor. Yeah, no, it's so interesting. Imagine walking into your clinic and yeah. <laughs> you see Zabit is about to perform an operation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, that would be funny. I. What do you think of the? Um, what do you think of the Leon Edwards Usman fight? Usman. Fun press conference, really fun yeah. press conference. Um, I think Usman takes it. It sucks to say yeah. because you know Leon Edwards is in this scene. He's in the UK scene. Yeah. In fact, I've even I've had a few fights in his gym, Renegade in Birmingham. Oh, wow. I've actually fought a few of of the guys who train out of there. Um, so obviously, I would want him to win, but I think Usman gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. So one more very interesting news. I don't know if anybody saw it. This is old news. But so the two promotions are coming together. BKFC and Bellator are coming together. And Seriously? MVP is fighting Mike Perry on August 20th in London. And uh, it's going to be a BKFC fight. BKFC London. Mm. Oh, wow. so, is, is it in London? Yeah, yeah. So let me put up the promo up. Uh, so I know that's why. Uh, no, not a lot of people are talking about this, but I am really excited about this. So this is the fight. This is going to be oh, an exciting fight. Yeah, it's bare knuckle, by the way. Oops. Huh. Knock something down. Oh, it's a bare knuckle fight. Oh, look at that! Wow, look at yeah. that! Oh, MVP is still with Bellator. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. He's so like Bellator. Yeah, so Bellator does not uh, have that clause, right? That you can't go and fight others. Mm. Bellator mm. lets its fighters fight other people. Bellator does not uh, have that clause that UFC it's does. It's only the UFC that has that clause that if you are contracted with the UFC, you yeah. cannot uh, fight anybody else. So, yeah, good on MVP, man. I think he's doing a good thing. And uh, I'm actually happy. Another sad news that had happened, I don't know if you guys followed the South African boxer, Simiso uh, Butelezi. He unfortunately died. He had a mm-hmm. very bad fight. So, yeah, that, that was... Oh, my God. No, I didn't see that. Was that yeah, the one so... where the, he started shadow boxing in the middle of the... Was that the one? Yeah, this was, uh, I think, in uh, uh, early June or late uh, May, the mm-hmm. fight had happened. It was He was, I think... I wish they had stopped the fight before. Yeah, but... You know, this tends to happen way more in boxing than yeah. um, in MMA. Yeah. Uh, and and as always, I wanted to share a few other news also. So, <laughs> comes on fighter pay. So, I don't know if you guys have heard. Triller has yet to pay Sergei Kovalev and uh, the <laughs> Turwell brothers and Kubrat Pulev, uh for their May fights, FYI. Uh, Triller had claimed that they were going to change the boxing game yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah, so much for that. So that was yeah, didn't one they, that... didn't they were the ones who were saying that they got like a record number of pay-per-view buys or something like that? Yeah. So what happened there? Uh, well, it's all talk. I think there's a lot of dirty stuff that goes on in the back in terms of pay and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, it was the same thing with that golden boy as well, right? That uh, yeah. Yeah, and and and, and, and I cannot have an MMA podcast without talking about this. So uh, in uh, Cambosas, uh, and I made Varun watch that fight, you know, the Cambosas-Haney fight. Uh-huh. Uh, Cambosas earned 10 million Ooh. for that fight. 10 million, okay? And why am I talking about this? Why am I, I talking about this going. is, yeah, fighter pay is very important. And people need to realize that uh, this is a serious issue. And I'll compare this with something. So, yeah, on June, there was an announcement made by the Board of Cricket Control for India. Uh, I'll mm. give you the context. Um, yeah. uh, the IPL rights for five years, I'm not talking about the cricket yeah. uh, t- Indian cricket team rights. These are just the IPL yeah, rights. IPL. The IPL rights were sold for 46,000 crores, ballpoint figure. And uh digital rights now sold to rupees 50 crore per game wow okay Shoot. as soon as that happened on the same day jay shah made this announcement hmm. jay shah is in charge of bcci yeah. i'm pleased to announce an increase in the monthly pension of former cricketers men and women and match officials around 900 personnel will avail of this benefit and close to 75% of personnel will be beneficiaries of a 100% raise woof Whoa. that's a big deal that yeah. is a big deal i mean in fact i think that's going to definitely grow cricket in india if at a higher level than yeah. it already is you know and i think that's something that kind of needs to happen in MMA, because the percentages of what these fighters are getting in terms eighteen percent, um, yeah, that, that's that's nonsense. I mean, the rest, it, where's all of it going? Yeah, really, where's all of it? It's just going into the top executive pockets, which I understand. It, it's a business in in that sense, and you know, you bring in the seats, you get more money. I, I understand that, but yeah, come on, you know, <laughs> these guys yeah. are putting their lives on the line. One million, I think. What Arisani made one million for his fight. Oh, really? Wow! Something they, like that. I, I, I have to check that uh, the latest fight payouts for uh, Arisani of this match. Uh, I have not seen. Let me let me go and check. Has Bronstetter? Usually, Bronstetter. You know, he he tweets this stuff out. I follow yeah. uh, Aaron Bronstetter. I'm talking about that, the Canadian journalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see if he has. Usually, they they put it out. I don't they know. Do if put I it up. Yeah. It. I remember seeing like Canonier, I think, made like 700, 750 grand, which right. which I'm glad, honestly, because the guy, yeah. I remember he said he was broke at yeah. one point. Okay, you know? so fight a fan bonus, fan bonus winners. Israel Adesanya got 30,000 in Bitcoin, Volkanovsky 20,000, Pereira got 10,000. That's what I have seen till now. They get paid yeah. in Bitcoin, huh? Now, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how good that is, Abby. <laughs> yeah. That's I terrible. Bitcoin isn't I doing the pay. best. Yeah. So... Can you pay me in like actual money, please? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I don't know about this whole Bitcoin shitcoin uh, <laughs> business. Yeah. Apparently, somebody's saying Arasanya made two and a half million. Ha, two and I'm a half. Not sure. Million. Yeah. But that could be after. I mean, I don't know if that's after sponsors and like mm. uh pay-per-view or whatever but yeah yeah either way two and a half million is for the guy headlining a mma pay-per-view That's yeah so, one know, of the biggest stars of the company is, i don't know at the end of it all i think they end up making like 
three, four million. But you know, you can't compare it to the top star in boxing. Like in yeah, boxing, no. the pay is way. But look, the, it's a very complex subject. I think Luke Thomas did the most comprehensive coverage of fighter pay. You guys should go on his uh, personal channel, not the Morning Combat channel. Luke Thomas's yeah. own YouTube channel, where he has broken down the subject with you know numbers and uh, court decisions and the UFC papers submitted in the court. I think that's the most uh, comprehensive breakdown done by anyone um, there. But I think, uh, look, the fighter pay issue is complex, but I still don't digest one thing. Uh, the gap between the top pair payments in boxing and MMA are too much. And why I always talk about this is we should remind uh, everyone. I don't know if the Ali Ali Act and MMA coming under the Ali Act is the solution of that. To be very honest, mm. I don't know. I was trying to read the Ali Act and I find many problematic things over there too. And UFC, yeah. unlike boxing, most of the UFC fighters do not want unionization. Mm. They they still want to have the right of negotiating with UFC at their own end. A lot of fighters are not not fans of unionization, like in box. You know, boxing. May what happens is do the you fighters believe get. That, do you you were saying right, Kushal? K, the UFC fighters get like a pension. Did you say that? Somebody else said. No, that. no, 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 no. So what That's happens is, the, so they see if they are employed like a contractor with the UFC, their healthcare is covered only till they are part of the contract, nothing else. Mm. And that also it covers a few things and some things are not covered it's complex but as long as they're like uh, active fighters on the UFC like Abhi Saman kya naam tha iska? he got two shoulder things done wo, wo 135 pounder jo drugs ke pakda gaya. why do I forget names Dilashaw, of Dilashaw. Dilashaw now it's not like he did his two shoulder injuries and he was not having any insurance to UFC right if they are paying everything through their pocket the fighters in America will be broke here. everybody yeah. knows you need to have insurance in America yeah. but the thing is they should have something after they retire I believe if you are in the fight business especially if you are hurting yourself and we know CTE is an active problem and I think fighters need to have you know they need to have some kind of coverage and you know you they pension need... is the way to go how how do you do it champ see the, again the problem will be then if a fighter like has if fought you have five... a certain number of fights in the ufc you're eligible you for it yeah so like bellator may they might have x fights uh, ufc may they might have y fights uh, so what do you do? How, wh- where do you draw the line is the problem that I was thinking from that point of view. Where do you draw the line? Why 10? Why not 11? Or why 5? Why not uh-huh. 6? And who pays what? If if not that, if they don't want to do that, then at least you increase the fighter pay. And, you know, you, hmm. can't, uh, you can't have a fighter fighting in the lower card for 10 and 10. Or no, that's six horrible. And, six. and, and yeah, I'll tell you, you what, a lot of that money... It, it gets taxed. A lot of it goes yeah. into coaches, transport, yeah. everything. By the time it you you take away all those costs, your takeaway is nothing. It's really yeah. nothing. You're maybe like one or two grand, you know, yeah. uh, if not less, which is which is unfortunate. I mean, even if Paddy Pimblet, I think he was very vocal. He said, I think he got twenty twenty. Mm. He sold out the O2 here. Everyone in the mm. UK, whether it's like amateur, professional, whatever, here in the UK at least, they love him. Yeah. We, I, I absolutely love the guy. And he's selling out stadiums here and he's getting 2020. That is, wow. I, I think that's a shame. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Paddy Pimler need to stop eating those pizzas, man. Uh, it's not healthy. 
Oh, he's really, he's really, <laughs> but he's getting back in shape. I've seen yeah. his, he put his YouTube out. He's getting back in shape. But yeah, no, I, I just do think that the way forward is, is to let these guys, I mean, this is one solution, is to let these guys at least get their own sponsors, you know? Mm. Um, like how they had earlier. Even if it's just a small patch on your shorts or it's like having the banner at the back during your um, announcement, whatever it is, I think yeah. you need to let the fighters find their own sponsors because how else are they supposed to make um, yeah. new in- income streams? Yeah, yeah. You, UFC doesn't let that happen. Bellator does. Bellator lets you have those yeah. options. Yeah. I mean, uh, you have you have UFC fighters literally starting YouTube channels and putting sponsors on their YouTube channels to make like different income streams. They have to become YouTubers yeah. as well. You yeah, know, exactly. Extra income. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 sad. It's it's pathetic. Yeah. I guess uh, we've covered all the news. Anything else, Sham, that you want to talk about or Varun before we wrap it up? No. no uh, sounds good. I think we've covered a lot. I, I think we've, it's been a great. You talk. can just tell people one more time. Uh, yeah, Varun's card why, and all why, the information. Yeah, yeah. So, so before we wrap today's discussion up, once again, guys, Varun is fighting on the fifteenth of this month. I'm gonna put it up on the screen once again. Uh, wait, give me a moment, and here we go. So, as you see, Fight Star Championship in London. It's in the Crystal Palace National Sports Centre. So, if you are a British uh, mixed martial arts fan, Desi Bandeo, Jobi Ojo Sunteo, Jao, Varunki Fight Teko, it's at fightstarchampionship.com. Uh, <clears throat> and if you want to buy the pay per view for Varun's fight, you, you can go to this link. It is called uh, fightticket.co.uk. I repeat it again. It's f i g h t t i c k e t dot co dot uk. You can go and buy the pay per view over there. And Varun, once again, um, all the best for the fight. Uh, Thank you so much. I wish you the best. And uh, you know, we are very excited. Manager Sham ko bola tha ki yar apna desi fighter fight kar raha hai. So apne ko aage lana hi hai. So I'm really happy for you and. Uh, uh, let's uh, uh, and looking forward to many more MMA chats with you too. No, absolutely. I've enjoyed this so much. You know, I, it's MMA is still one of those niche kind of sports. Although it is growing fast, it's it's not easy to find people who are interested. So I'm so happy to have you know like-minded people and just be able to discuss what's going on. You know, and uh, for those who do want to watch my fight, you can find me on Instagram at Varun Sanyal. The pay-per-view, of course, is at fightticket.co.uk. And if you're based here or planning to come here in the next week or so, please come down. It'd be absolutely incredible to have you support. And yeah, we blow off the roof. Awesome. 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 All right. All right, guys. So we'll wrap it up. You know the drill. If you want to support me or Sham, you know, you can follow our YouTube channel, subscribe, like. You can support us on the membership on YouTube or Patreon. Buy the merch or send your donations in Sham's case through UPA, through PayPal, in my case, through UPI. We will see you again. I think the next pay per view is at the end of this month. So we'll cover mm. it next month. We'll cover the pay per view next month. And uh, tomorrow, Thursday, we'll be back on Sham's show as always uh, that we do regularly. Until then, take care. Tata, bye bye.